Growing up, St. Alexander Parish in Farmington Hills was Todd Lippa's second home. This was the right church for us. We lived in the neighborhood. It, uh, this is always um, a neighborhood that supported this church, so it was just the right place for our family to be. St. Alexander's was where he was baptized, where his large family crammed into the pews each week for Mass, and eventually, when he was 10 years old, where they buried his mother. Go all the way back to being a young kid, my dad, um, after my mom passed in 68, sometimes fell on hard times. Hard times meant struggling to feed the eight miles at home. And that's where St. Al's and its pastor at the time, Father Jim, stepped in. So we would get a box of food. Um, back then it was probably little wooden crates and stuff like that. They'd fill it up and you'd walk out with some food to get through the, and there was eight of us at home, so that really did help. Those little boxes of food were the security Todd's family depended on to get through some difficult years. Todd's and many others. And then Father Jim Wright really made this a pantry. He went from a little garage storage unit to expanding that process a little bit bigger. Uh, and then the family started to grow. And Jim was a real true believer in lifting people up. You know, if you were if you were down and out, he wanted to make sure you were up and moving. Uh, so he, not only did he take care of making sure you had the food that you needed, but if you needed clothing, he found it for you. If you needed utilities paid for, rent paid for. Um, and that's what he believed in, and that's what his mission was, was to make sure every person who came into his building was cared for. And I think that's most of us that have this type of connection to human life want to see the best for everyone. In 2006, Father Jim Wright passed away. Eight years later, St. Alexander Parish closed. For three years, Todd drove by the empty, unlit church with a pit in his stomach and an anxiety about the families who had held onto that church as their lifeline. He saw the potential of the unused space, the suspended vision of Father Jim, and he realized he was actually in a perfect position to do something to continue his legacy. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode is brought to you by the Pime Missionaries, Catholic priests and brothers evangelizing in 19 countries around the world and celebrating 75 years of service in Detroit. Visit PimeUSA.org to learn more. The possibility of the permanent closure of St. Alexander's Food Pantry and all that Father Jim had hoped to achieve amounting to nothing was not something Todd Lippa could swallow. For years, St. Al's was his family's community, spiritual home, and a haven during the most difficult time of their lives. But it wasn't just personal for Todd anymore. For over 20 years, he had been working as the director of Farmington and Farmington Hills Youth and Family Services. Much of his work had been directing after-school programs to give youth a safe place to go after school. In less than a year, funded through grants from the state of Michigan, he and the department had created over five centers throughout the Farmington Hills and Farmington school districts that had over 200 kids a day attending. In his career, more than 17,000 kids came through one of the after-school programs. So he was well acquainted with the needs of the vulnerable families in the district, 
and how many depended on the charity of the St. Al's Food Pantry. Our worry was that the 100 to 125 families that were coming here, and mostly Farmington, Farmington Hills families, where would they go? And the 30-some families that I knew, we were concerned about where will they go? Um, and that's why the diocese kept it open. Despite public perception about the seeming affluence of the community, Todd is deeply aware of the reality of those living at or near the poverty level in Farmington Hills and how food insecurity would just be one more burden of many to handle. With this knowledge, the Archdiocese had a decree that the food pantry would be maintained until another entity took it over, or they found a place to rehouse it. Todd Lippa, along with the former and present mayors of Farmington Hills, wanted to be that entity. During those three years the church remained empty, Todd worked like a madman to continue Father Jim's legacy. Farmington Hills Mayor Ken Massey, former Mayor Jerry Ellis, and himself filed a 501c3 for a new organization, CARES, that stands for Community Action Resources Empowerment Services. On July 1st, 2017, CARES officially took over the food pantry and bought St. Alexander's. It's a long three, three and a half years, but it's worked out very well. What we believe is that we have taken what he showed us. We are doing all of what they wanted to with an expanded version. An expanded version is putting it lightly. CARES Food Pantry gives over 500 needy families monthly groceries, hygienic, and household items. They have converted the former convent into a supermarket run entirely by volunteers designed for anyone in the community to shop, and all proceeds go back to CARES to help cover the costs of the pantry. They have five AA programs, an NA program, a navigation center with volunteers who help visitors secure everything from bridge care to health care, a team of social workers, and an outreach coordinator who helps those without transportation secure food delivery. In their short five-year run, they've become known in the community for being the organization to solve any crisis, even those not listed on their website. This dogged generosity is possible because everyone in the community sees what CARES is doing, and they want to be a part of it. The other is a private organization. It's a company here in Farmington that's, um, they're a very large um, heating, cooling, and plumbing organization. And when we run into a family who needs any one of those pieces done, um, we assess it from the standpoint of, are you in need of this? They go out and assess the situation of what they really truly need to be um, redesigned in their homes, and then that company goes out and fixes it. And in the first five months of our operation together, they've done $47,000 worth of repairs. Um, and it's been amazing to watch. And they're, they don't want any fanfare for it. They just, if we have a situation and someone in our service area needs it, we can communicate with them and they'll take a look mm -hmm. at it. We have a, a non, we have a profit business, um, you know, and this young man is in the landscaping business. And Tim Wasmer and Wasmer Landscaping came in here and did all of our landscaping, fixed up our courtyard, and then walked out of here with, nope, I don't need, I just wanted to make it as pretty as we could. Because he grew up in this area, knew this church. Um, RCI Electrical, they have done everything in these buildings um, for us. I, 
don't think I've ever gotten a bill. You know, to when the pandemic first hit, it was eight phone calls and finally got one company that did high lows, you know, and all of a sudden this beautiful Gail Bell is her name and they own um, Bell Forklift. She sends a forklift out here. She sends a high low out here. And it should have been about five, $600 a month. She never charges. And when the pandemic seemed to slow down, she gave all the equipment. Her family just said, here, take it all. Keep doing the work you're doing. For a boy who used to sink down in his seat in the car with embarrassment every time his dad had to get a box of food from the parish, his biggest goal was to imbue dignity in every visitor. My greatest viewpoint one afternoon was an eight-year-old boy shopping with his mom. And as any typical kid would do, he was putting things in his mom's basket and mom was putting it back on the shelf, you know, because um, that's what moms do, you know, you give your kid that little ability and then you put it back. <laughs> but this mom brought her son, they went up to check out everything that that eight-year-old would have seen in a grocery store, he got to see. And he walked out with his mother just as happy because he got to push the cart out and then helped her put the groceries in her car and they brought the cart back in. And then a few days later, I watched two kids come in with their parents and they didn't want to shop with them, but they grabbed the Crayola crayon thing that we have and someone gave them some diagrams to draw with and that's what they did the whole time their parents shopped. And I thought, we hit it. We hit what we were hoping to do, to make this a market that, from a viewpoint of a parent, grandparent, whoever shops here, it's just a small grocery store. CARES serves over 500 families' monthly groceries. It not only serves Farmington Hills and Farmington, but several other communities around it, including Redford, Livonia, Novi, West Bloomfield, Southfield, and Northville. 22-year-old Lillian learned about CARES from a neighbor after she and her family immigrated from Nigeria in 2017. Um, we're a family of seven. I'm the oldest, five kids, and the last baby of the house, she just turned three this month. So it's like a big family. Everyone is still young, and you know, yeah. being in a new country, I'm going to school full time. My mom doesn't work, my dad is the only one that works, so you know, we're still struggling to like get there because we're the kids and none of them works. So. A neighbor told Lillian Cares would be able to help them she was able to walk there. We came in here the first day and it was a very awesome visit because they gave us a lot of food, a lot of clothes, and that was how we started off. So mm -hmm. they saved us a lot of money because with the clothes and being new in a country that you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. So they took us in like a family and ever since then, we felt like a family because we want to them. We come in here like every month and get a lot of stuff. This became incredibly crucial when the pandemic hit in 2020. A lot of people come here and during the pandemic, you know, they are very cheerful here. So I think like they extended out from the communities to a lot of people because mm -hmm. since the pandemic, a lot of people has been coming here and everyone gets served real good. And mm -hmm. they treat everyone nice like family and with so much respect and love. So. When you come here the first time, they make you feel so much love that you always want to come back. During the pandemic was like the time that we are really helpful because they were open 
all through with everything going on they never gave up they didn't give up on anyone you come in here anytime you get food and that was like the toughest time mm -hmm. and they were still here for people so that was a really big something for us that i know a lot of people appreciate that a whole lot i think here is a very good place and i pray that god keeps blessing them and all the supporters because they are really a blessing to a whole lot of family my experience is great they're very nice everyone's very nice and friendly you can get your, your basket and get whatever you need over there i'm not sure if you've been over there and checked out mm -hmm. yet but it's pretty much everything in the market they have over there except for you know again they don't have the uh meats over there yeah juices uh your milk your orange juices uh cereals mm -hmm. pretty much not as large as the market but you know it's something you want to get real fast to take home cares was a lifesaver to taiwan a single mother of two when she moved to farmington hills from detroit i heard about this place through a friend and i came here and oh my goodness it was true <laughs> <laughs> they really helped me out with everything that i needed help out with they mm -hmm. just no questions asked if i asked for the food they gave it to me i really love cares i mean they help out so much with you know people that's less fortunate than others with supplying them with things to eat mm -hmm. <laughs> and clothes and anything anything that you need if they yeah. got it they're going to help you with it yeah every person interviewed for this story referred to the space with awe and gratitude as if the sacredness of the space has touched the ministry and its visitors with the hand of God. Father Jim up there in heaven looking down on this. All it started with a little wooden box with parishioners putting things in. I'm sure he's doing this happy dance. These are CARES volunteers, Michelle and Carol. Yeah, it's just grown so much. I mean, he would, he would faint if he came I, I in now to see everything. He would just be so happy. If Father Jim would be happy with CARES as it is today, then it's safe to say he would be thrilled to hear of Todd's vision for CARE's future. They are currently working on a reflection garden designed by a group of kids through Youth United that will be an open space for speakers and concerts. One of our biggest hopes is to redo the open seven and a half acres with a ball diamond that anyone, no matter what your ability, can play on. So a miracle field in a sense, a walking path that this neighborhood so desperately could use where it's safe to go out and get exercise. And then to look at the biggest need we think is going to be coming our way is healthcare. And we have, you know, conversations going on right now to build a 7,000 square foot, if not bigger, um, clinic that would be for folks who um, don't have medical support or need medical support and a free clinic or a somewhat free clinic based right here on the CARES campus. And CARES won't do it. CARES hope is to find a partner that can do that the best. We also want to put a gym on this property that maybe another nonprofit could run, but we give that ability to folks to be able to get the whole person healthy, mm -hmm. you know? So we can handle the food part of it, but can someone else handle the physical fitness part of it? Can someone else handle the medical part of it mm -hmm. so that when we identify folks and they need assistance because their health is in, in poor shape, we can then give them that ability to walk across the campus and get help. Mm -hmm. So it's a big, huge vision for CARES, one that we've had since 2014. And 
I truly believe after watching the manufacturers throughout the rebuild of CARES um, here in the pantry, I really believe that um, it'll happen. It's just getting the word out there to the right people. Most thought it was a really crazy concept to take this old church, this old Catholic church that was not in very good shape and make it into what we have today. You know, the but the concept of having a number of nonprofits working together is what we hope others will see. And there's too many Catholic churches sitting vacant that could they be looked at and could they really be turned in to something that does exactly what we're asked to do every day if we have a strong faith and that is to lift people up. And why should a building like this have sat vacant or been torn down when we could take this old Catholic church that was a servant church to begin with and make it something that still served. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by the Pime Missionaries, Catholic priests and brothers evangelizing in 19 countries around the world and celebrating 75 years of service in Detroit. Visit PimeUSA.org to learn more.